I won't let my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis symptoms define me. Emerge as you. In two clinical studies, Trimphia guselcumab, taken by injection, provided 90% clear skin at 16 weeks in 7 out of 10 adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. In a study, nearly 7 out of 10 patients with 90% clear skin at 16 weeks were still clear at 5 years. At one year and thereafter, patients and healthcare providers knew that Tremphia was being used. This may have increased results. Results may vary. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information at Tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Through 25 seasons, 4,561 episodes, I believe The Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the LOLs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. So, are you thinking that you can afford that new SUV because of 0% financing? Maybe you believe that now is the time to buy a new house because interest rates are at an all-time low. Well, you all know Susie Orman. She's the author of three best-selling books, including The Road to Wealth. She is here to crunch the numbers and help you figure out exactly what you can really afford. Susie says most people are living in denial about what they can really afford. And now is not the time to be in denial. No, if there was ever a time, it is not, not now. now. When yes. the economy is not supporting your denial. Right. They're trying to Why give are you- people in denial about it? Because it's easier to... It's easier. People really feel that they are entitled. And they want, they work yeah. so hard, don't you? You work so hard. And you just want a little thing here and a little thing there. And the problem is those little things add up to a lot of debt. And then you don't want those things anymore, and then you get depressed, and then you go out, and how do you solve that depression? By buying more More things. things. (laughs) So it's really a normal phenomenon that we have to put a stop to. Okay. A lot of lifelong financial struggles begin with the wedding. This is Jennifer and her fiancé, Jason, and they are planning a wedding next fall, and they have different ideas about what they can really afford. 
I have just mountains of debts right now, credit cards. I owe on a motorcycle I have. I owe on the ring for Jennifer. I'm anticipating spending about $3,000 on a dress. $3,000 uh, I think is a good deal. I don't know. I have car payments. I still have my school debt, my tuition I'm still paying back. The invitations that I, I saw and that I really loved, I think they were about $800 for 50. We were planning on inviting about 200 people. Uh, that was off a little bit. That's 16,000. I usually uh, don't think I have that much. That's not even counting what she's got, somewhere around 25,000 with all her bills. The caterer will probably be about $125 a person. The honeymoon will probably cost about $5,000 for Hawaii. I really want to give Jennifer the wedding of her dreams, but I don't want to end up in, in debt. I absolutely don't mind going into debt for this wedding because I know in a few years Jason and I will probably be able to pay it off. I do not want to put anything on credit card. I will pay for my wedding with credit cards. I will do anything to have the wedding of my dreams. I know my budget is different than what Jennifer's budget is. I tell her 20, but I'm trying to get things more around 15. Our budget, uh, as far as I'm concerned, is 25,000, but I, I don't have a problem going over. I'm definitely nervous when you combine both of our, our debts together. It makes me a lot more nervous about this wedding and what we're gonna have to come up with to afford it. I won't let my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis symptoms define me. Emerge as you. In two clinical studies, Trimphia gusokumab, taken by injection, provided 90% clear skin at 16 weeks in 7 out of 10 adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. In a study, nearly 7 out of 10 patients with 90% clear skin at 16 weeks were still clearer at 5 years. At one year and thereafter, patients and healthcare providers knew that Trimphia was being used. This may have increased results. Results may vary. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Trimphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at Tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I had a charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. So we tagged along with Jennifer and Jason last Saturday as they took a closer look at what their dream wedding would cost. I'm a bride! <laughs> Yay! It looks beautiful. I do! If this dress was, you know, 5000 definitely I wouldn't care about the price. That was uh, 1500 Okay. The veil was $180. Mm -hmm. And our tiara is um, 285 See where we are. It was 19 Oh my gosh, that's it? That's it. What about alterations? It's gonna be probably about 250 So 2215 Yes. 2215 Right. That's good. And then tax, of course. Oh. <laughs> 2408 2408 not mm -hmm. bad. It's under your budget. Yeah, under my budget, yeah. Jason, no, I'm not sure. <laughs> 
Oh, I like the dome. Do you like the dome, hun? Yeah, that's nice too. Ooh, I'm getting so excited. Now I know that there was a payment plan for, for the engagement ring. Do you have any kind of payment plans for um, the, wedding, the wedding bands? We certainly do. We have a number of different options. We ask for a 25% deposit, and okay. then when the ring comes in, you put it on one of the finance programs. Okay. This album is called The Tiffany. I like that. Jason, bottom line is $2,995, uh, not including tax. Little That's good. I have no idea how we'd afford that. But, hon, I mean, these are her pictures. They're going to last forever. Jen, something's got to give that I don't think we can afford this. Hon, but look how nice this is. Seriously, I definitely want those. Well, then you're going to have to cut out something else. Yeah. I, we can't afford this, Jen. You like the view, hon? I, I love the view. Now. I'm sure you're wondering about dollars and cents. Yes. Yeah. The pavilion, for which would be the ideal spot mm -hmm. for 200 people, is $6,000 on a Saturday night. Not including anything but the space. Is that Strictly correct? the space. What are your price ranges? We are a custom caterer. Mm -hmm. I can begin at $105 and mm -hmm. includes an open bar mm -hmm. as well as a three-course sit-down meal, including wedding right. cake and pasta d'oeuvres. Right. I think that's a good price. $105? Then you, still have, to, you still have to think of how many people we want to have here, though. Right. There's 150 to 200 people right. coming. Do you think you can afford it? I know she likes the place, but I, I'm really place. worried it's going to be out of our budget. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm feeling very overwhelmed. I don't think there's any way we could pay cash for this wedding. We'd be putting bills on credit cards. We don't have very much saved up for something like this. I was thinking we could possibly save the money as we go, and when the event comes, we'd pay for the majority of it. Um, but now I'm starting to see that they want to be paid well in advance of these events, and um, that's not something I was really prepared for. Okay, we've switched places so that you can talk to them directly. Jen, you mm -hmm. say you want a dream wedding, correct? Uh-huh. I want for the both of you to have a dream marriage. And it is possible if you go ahead and spend this kind of money on this wedding, it will affect you in such a way that it will last for many, many years. Now, you say you don't mind putting this on your credit card. Okay. Did you really total up everything of what it's going to come to? Not until that point, no. All right. I no. did for you. We aren't talking about twenty or 25000 We are now talking about $40,000. When you look Freeze at... Freeze-frame that face. <laughs> Freeze-frame that face. Okay. <laughs> Now, you keep saying you're going to put this on your credit card. Uh -huh. Have you even tried to apply for credit cards when you already have? How much debt do you already have? Myself, uh, 30000 You already have 30000 <laughs> uh -huh. How much money do you make right now? Uh, a little less than 30000 a year. Jace, how much money do you make right now? I make uh, a little more than 35000 And on $35,000, you said you have about $16,000 of debt. Can you afford right now on your 35000 to watch that 16000 go to fifteen, to go to fourteen, or are you just maintaining? It seems like I'm maintaining now, but that's not what I want to be doing. So if we add another forty, let's even go back to your original budget, not yours, your $15,000. <laughs> Not to happen, we go back to your original 25000 and we add that to your combined debt right now. Do you know that both of you, after you are going to get married, will owe more than you make? How does that make you feel for that one night? Scared, but... But what? But... but I, st <laughs> I still want the wedding. Why? Because you, you spend a lot of money on just one night, but it's the one night that you'll always remember. I get 
thousands of emails every single month from people just like you who said, I thought I could afford it. The credit card companies want you to think that it's easy to put it on there. Let me put this in perspective. If you put $40,000, oh, sorry, $25,000 on your credit card at 14% interest, which is the average interest rate, and all you can pay is the minimum, how long do you think it will take you to pay that $25,000 off? Just guess. 10 years? 10 I'll years? guess double that. 20? <laughs> Please be seated, which you already are. 100 years. Okay. With the minimum payment of $375 per month. If that is the minimum you are going to have to pay on $25,000, if you put $40,000 on this credit card, it will take you, again, about 100 years. Minimum payment will be $600 a month for the rest of your life if that is all you can afford to pay. Now, here's the question to you. Is that worth it still? No, it's not, but. <laughs> what amount of money is it? What's the but? I want to know what's the but still. What's the but? It, it's, I definitely want our marriage to last more than the wedding ever will, absolutely. And if, you know, if, if, if it's going to put us in debt that much, as you say it will, then I can Not as I say it will, <laughs> as the numbers will. I, I think her, she also assumes that, you know, within the next few years we'll be making a lot more. And, you know, since we've just, we've sort of just entered the job market recently, so we're probably on the lower end of the scale. So let's, ask, let's answer that question. A few years ago, were you making less than you are making now? Yes. Yes. So you are now making more than you were a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Do you have more debt now than a few years ago? Definitely. <laughs> what that says is the more money you make, the more money you spend, the more debt you have. I wish it could be the more money you make, you take that money and you use it to pay off your past debt. But no, 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 no. What you already see that you've done. Just look in the past. Who cares about the future? Let's look at your past. The more money you have made, you haven't used it to pay down your debt. You have actually used it to, to create, create more debt. More debt. Yeah. And that is exactly what you are about to do now. If you had one wish for this wedding that's about to happen, what would it be? Tell her what you really want to see happen. My one wish is to keep it within our original budget, if not maybe even possibly lower than what that original budget was of 15000 it, it would It would greatly help us in the future, and I think we could still have a great wedding for ten dollars or $15,000. And at the same time, I don't think we would be paying for it for the next hundred years. And how does that make you feel when he says that to you? I absolutely respect his wishes and feelings. But I just think that... <laughs> okay, I'll lower my original what? budget, but 10000 what can you get for $10,000? Him. Okay. <laughs> if he wants him. him. Susie says that Jennifer and Jason can afford the wedding they want by saving $2,000 a month for the next year. Correct? That's right. You decide you want to spend that much, save for it. So every month see, can you put aside, even if you want to spend 10,000, can you spend or put aside 800 a month right now? Because mm -hmm. if you can't save it, you can't spend it. And the credit cards are not the answer to this problem. I mean, if you can't problem. save it, then you're not going to be able to have it to then pay off the debt. That's right. Right. 
And so I don't want you really, I'm looking at you right now and telling you, I don't want for you and you don't want for you to add another $10,000 on to the debt that you already have, because this is something I'm going to say now that is going to be hard for you to take. But economically, this is how it works. When you owe more than what you make, financially speaking, you already are technically bankrupt. And that is why you aren't able to get anywhere. Wait, this whole world goes, that's good. <laughs> you approve of Susie's analogy? Oh, that's good. You know, yeah. but Rule again, number two thinks that's very good. But yeah. this isn't Susie's analogy. This is the analogy of numbers. And numbers, depending on who's doing the accounting, don't lie. Mm -hmm. They just don't lie. <laughs> save what you can, whatever you can save, do that. In, pay for it in cash, and then you will take this marriage to the bank forever. That's what I think. Thank you. Next, she wants a $700,000 house, and he wants to spend $250,000. I won't let my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis symptoms define me. Emerge as you. In two clinical studies, Trimphia guselcumab, taken by injection, provided 90% clear skin at 16 weeks in 7 out of 10 adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. In a study, nearly 7 out of 10 patients with 90% clear skin at 16 weeks were still clearer at 5 years. At 1 year and thereafter, patients and healthcare providers knew that Trimphia was being used. This may have increased results. Results may vary. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Trimphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at Tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. This is what I'm talking about. It's wonderful. Look at the fireplace. This is the island that I was talking to you about. This is really nice. I've been taking Baron around to homes that I would like to buy. Look at this bathroom. Cabinet space. This is really nice. Is this a room you would want, Baron? This is more than enough space. Would you prefer this is really nice. The biggest problem is that we can't agree on what we both can afford. This is so nice. This is too much money. I believe that we can afford a home anywhere between seven hundred to eight hundred thousand. I feel more secure buying something around three hundred thousand dollars. The apartment that we live in right now is definitely too small. We have the living room doubling as a music room. We have a tight kitchen that we can barely cook dinner in. We have two boys. Eventually, they will need their own room. And as you can see, it's not much of a play area. See, you keep running it in today. You don't have enough room. Okay. 
as you can see, we've outgrown it. So this is why we're looking for a new home. I don't believe Baron when he tells me things like that we can't afford a house like this. I think she's just being a little bit unrealistic. I know she wants it, you know, I want it too, but I want to wait till I can get it. I think we should be looking into expensive houses like this because I think it's a good investment. I want to be able to eat and do the normal things that normal people do. I want my children to have the neighborhood that this kind of house offers. You know, when we make more, then we can get more. You know, not that I don't want these things. I just don't think we can afford them right now. Well, to help couples determine how much they can afford to spend on a home, Susie recommends that they play house for six months. What That's does that right. Mean? So, for instance, I know all these banks will qualify you for a loan. And they want to qualify you for a loan because that's how they make their living. However, I want you to think about this. 100% of all the people who bought a house, now they can't afford it, and they are now in foreclosure, are all people who qualified for a bank loan. So it's not... Oh, that's good, Susie. That's good. <laughs> Everybody nodded on that one. Yeah. That's good. We all got that. Because it's the truth. So it's not how much is somebody willing to lend you, it's how much can you afford to pay for the money that you are borrowing. So rather than borrow money and then find that you're in a situation that you can't afford it and now that dings your credit and everything starts to go down, let's play house. Do you have any idea how much a house at $800,000 will cost you per month to have? No, not really. Do you want me to tell you? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How much are you putting down, first of all? I was trying to put the least amount down. The least amount down will be $40,000. Do you have that? No. All right, let's say all you put down is $40,000. Uh -huh. Which is the minimum. It's the minimum, 5%. But it's already over because she doesn't have that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> The very first time, it, Gail, my best friend Gail and I have been friends since she was uh, 21, I was 22, and she was 23 and went to buy her first house, and they wanted $7,000 down, and she comes and she goes, do you know they expected me to have the money? No. She said, I thought that's what I was there to ask them for the money. They expected me to have the money. Okay. okay. All right, ready okay. for this? Yeah. When you put $40,000 down, that magic 40000 it will cost you with everything, property taxes, insurance, mm -hmm. PMI costs, which is private mortgage insurance, which you are going to have to pay if you put less than 20% down. It is mandatory, approximately sixty-two dollars to $6,300 every month. Okay. Okay. Now, here is the question. Mm -hmm. That's close to seventy dollars to $80,000 a year mm -hmm. alone. That is not with a car payment, Insurance for your car, medicals, food, <laughs> entertainment. Can you afford that? Let's see. Rather than doing it and then missing and then foreclosing on you for the next six months, this is how you're going to play house. Mm -hmm. I want you to put $6,000 every month into a money market fund. Okay. And I want you to see what your lifestyle feels like as if you were paying the mortgage. Okay. Can you make it? Can you afford it? Do you have to give up breathing to be able to do that? Like you your might... husband said, he wants to eat and do other things that normal people do. Now, if you can go at least six or seven months having done that, you didn't skip one month in a payment, you lived a lifestyle that you wanted, now you know 
truthfully that you can afford this house living the lifestyle that you want. And here's the kicker. This is the good part. If you do this for the next six or seven months, remember you said you didn't know where you were going to have the down payment? Uh -huh. You now have <laughs> the down payment in okay. this money market fund to put towards this mm -hmm. home. You now have your cake and are you, you are eating it too. If you miss one payment here, you know you can't afford it, but you haven't hurt anybody because you haven't hurt your credit report. It's not mm -hmm. gonna, they're not going to get their house from you. Okay. Do you see? And now you're living in the real world rather than the fantasy financial land that you have created in your mind. How long have you wanted this home? About two years. And so what has prevented you from making a plan and putting this money aside so you have twenty to $25,000 to put down? I can't even begin to dream about it because my husband is going, no. Oh, no, no, no. You are not putting this on your husband. I can't? Oh, no, 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 no. What your husband is telling you is realistic. He is saying, okay. I want to eat. I, wanna, I don't want to pay for something until I have the money. You are saying to him, oh, it doesn't matter. I don't believe you. I want you to start believing your husband. Okay. Here is a rule of thumb. For every $100,000 of a mortgage that you want to take out in today's interest rates at about 6%, a 30-year mortgage, it will cost you about $600. Okay. okay. Now, that's just the mortgage. But please remember, homes don't consist of just mortgages. Right. They consist of insurance, property tax, PMI costs if you don't have 20% to put down, and mm -hmm. maintenance. Upkeep, yeah. So okay. you have to add approximately 30 to 45% above the mortgage for you to get a realistic feel of what it's going to cost for you to own a home. Okay. All right? Thank you. That's how you know. Do you, do you still want this $800,000 home? No, I think I'm going to talk to my husband first. <laughs> All right, there we go. Susie suggests families spend no more than 25% of their take-home pay each month on mortgage. That's, that's right. That's a rule, right? That's rule a rule, but that's not what the banks are going to tell you. They're going to now allow you to spend 35, 40% because they want to lend you the money, my friends. Don't let and them do And I think a lot that. of people feel that if they can get the loan, then that means they're okay because why would the bank give me the money if they didn't think I was okay? Same thing with credit card debt. They're yeah. giving you the money so you can hang yourselves. Be careful. Only you are in control of your money. What happens to your money directly affects the quality of your life. Well, this is Tracy and Paul. And they just splurged to buy their dream home for $300,000. Now they're trying to figure out if they can afford the lifestyle of their dreams. When we initially started looking for a house, we set a budget for ourselves of about approximately $200,000. We ended up paying $300,000 for this home. And he's like, can we afford it? I said, I don't know. And now that we're in the house, we don't know where we stand as far as what we can afford. We got to furnish the house, which is another whole beast in itself. One of the first things that we wanted to furnish was the bedroom. We spent $5,000, a little more than we were planning to spend for it, but I think it looks great in the house. It was probably the most expensive set that we looked at, but we figured we were worth it, so we bought it. This is our living room. As you can see, there's no furniture just yet. We actually placed an order. We spent a little more than we were planning to, around $3,000. We like to vacation. That's where a lot of our money goes. If we had the money, I would love to just go out and buy beautiful furnishings, but I can't do that right now. I'm very bad when it comes to a checkbook. As far as balancing, I don't do it. I think right now we're probably living month to month. 
Paul's a physician and he makes about $90,000. I make $70,000. So together, we're doing great. It just seems to me the more money that I make, the more money we spend. We have short-term goals that we're saving for. But I'm afraid that eventually it's going to catch up to us because we don't have a long-term plan. And it will catch up with them. Yes, money always catches up with you because money is really just you. you. It really is you. There is no difference between you and your money. You've heard me say it before. Money is a physical manifestation of you. You earn it. You work for it. You invest it. You save it. And you spend it. Money alone can't do anything. You control your money. Or in this case, your money eventually will start to control you. So here is the key. Sometimes it's about figuring out how much money do you have? Can you afford it? Can you not? That's not where you have to start, in my opinion. And you're no different than anybody else, really. Nobody balances their checkbook. Nobody wants to check their credit card statements to see if they got double charged on something. Nobody wants to see that if they're charging you double on your ATM withdrawals, which they probably are, but you don't want to check that. You have got to spend the time seeing how much money do you have coming in, how much do you have going out, balancing your checkbooks and seeing where you stand. Susie recommends you should not buy anything that'll take you longer than a year to pay off. That's right. Other so than when, a house. It's true. When you're putting this, these, this furniture on your credit card or with the store, because, you know, so many of you walk into the store and they say to you, you can have this for the next six months interest-free till Thanksgiving, knowing very well that by Thanksgiving you're not going to have the money to pay it off and then they get to charge you 21% interest for the next five years. So when you look at something, especially furniture, something that you, I know you think you need I hear it. that for carpet ads all the time. Yeah, for everywhere. Isn't yeah. that how they get you? you that come in, yeah. and you're there, you do it, and come the date of payment, you don't have the money. And they know that. They're banking on that. So how long? They're banking on you not having the money. Absolutely. And then, Absolutely. then what are you supposed to do? Then what happens is they go to a finance plan at 21% interest, and now they hit the jackpot. Gotcha. We're good. We are good. We try to make we sure that we have money that payments. we're going to apply towards that payment right up front, pay that credit card. Now, you said you try. Well, we do. No, There's I no do. doubt. We, There's we no don't doubt. have monthly And debt. how long will it take you to do that? Next credit card payment will right. pay it off. Yeah. Right, so, they don't so, have monthly debt. Right, so but part of the problem is all of our earnings now are going straight to month-to-month -month living because we're spending so much money. Right, so here is the so key. So where's the savings? So this, there's two ways you tackle that. You either have to make more or you have to spend less mm -hmm. or do a combination of both. And where that's really important for you is that doesn't mean you cut out a vacation. It means you cut out $200 off of this vacation, $20 a month here, $20 a month here. You cut little things all over, you spend less, so you have more. You make more and you keep more. You said the more you make, the more you spend. Mm -hmm. Put it away. The more money you make, take whatever your paycheck was before you got a pay raise, live on that and take the difference and put it, sock it away right into an account so nobody can touch it and then you have more money. Don't finance anything unless we can pay it off within a year. Oh, she's stuck on that. Oh, you, you should have seen her face when I said that. She went. So, huh? so when a it comes vehicle? to not a car yeah. or okay. not a home, okay. those are major purchases. But something like furniture, something that's a smaller item, it's all right you sh to finance something. But in my opinion, after one year, it should be gone. Is it okay if we finance something that they say you don't have to pay on for the first year? 
That's what I'm telling you. They're hoping you're going to do that, that you don't have to pay on for the first year, so that after one year comes, that you then have to pay. And in many, because you haven't, don't have the money to pay them, and in many cases, if you haven't paid them in full, interest accumulates back all the way to the first day. Oh. Do you see? So that's they are, that trick. That's that oh. trick. This is Kari, and she says their family income is $70,000 a year, and that they have about $50,000 of debt. $30,000 of that is a student loan. Kari wants to know how much they can afford to spend now on a house. So here we go again. It's not so much how much can you afford to spend before we know if you even have enough money to put down as a down payment on a home number one. And here's the question, and you don't. No. So here's the question also. also the 20, <laughs> How's everybody gonna get these houses with yeah, no down it's, payment? It's, yeah. It's the $20,000 of credit card debt. Student loan debt is a whole nother thing. Yeah. But the $20,000 of, of credit card debt, has it been going down, same question, or maintaining exactly where it is? You know, it goes down minutely, but it doesn't go down in a, a nice arc. So here's what <laughs> I want you to realize. When you already have credit card debt, credit card debt is a sign a, a red flashing sign that says you are spending more money right, than you, you have, have and you're putting it where on your credit cards. And if you are already spending more money than you have, why do you want to add to your life additional money like buying a house? You know, I know it looks fabulous to own a home. You no, know, it's not. I, it's not the looks fabulous. It's really for us a space issue. We have three small children in a two-bedroom apartment and we feel like we missed our window for the starter home. When we were newly married, there was no way we were getting a house at $50,000 or $300,000. And now it's like, well, can we back into it some way now that we absolutely need more space? Or is that just totally unrealistic? Yeah, it's nothing is unrealistic. <laughs> and there isn't a dream that you can't have. I believe that. One at a time, if you intelligently go after it. Mm -hmm. I want you to, be, to understand this. You haven't missed anything. If you continue to live your life that, the, that you've, you're missing the real estate market, mm -hmm. that it's going up, that you're not ever going to be able to afford a house that's outpacing you, I want you to remember back to 1999 and the year 2000 when everybody thought that about technology as well. Mm -hmm. Everybody thought that they were missing the stock market and everybody was making rich and you didn't making it rich there and you didn't have the money. And then when you did, you went in it and now you wish you had it. <laughs> Don't think that that can't happen when you have the money to afford something. That's being respectful to who you are. It will be there for you when the time is right. Don't back into it. When you drive backwards in a car, you are apt to get in an accident. If that is the only direction that you know how to go, you want to drive forward and pull up in that car and park it in that house and have a good life there but you need money to do it. So the question is, why do you have credit card debt? What's going on? And you don't even have to answer that right. here. You have to answer it in yourself. And especially increasing credit card debt, if you have credit card debt that you continue to see increase, that means that you continue to spend more money than you have. And please, I beg you, that is the first sign that says you cannot afford a home. Well, okay. Tracy learned that just because you qualify for a house doesn't mean you can afford it. Our first house was a nice house we couldn't afford. What ultimately happened was it foreclosed because we couldn't make the payments. My husband and I would often buy things that we couldn't afford or take trips that we couldn't afford. When my oldest was three years old 
and my youngest was one, we got them a $350 electric Jeep to just drive around on the concrete. For my mom's 50th birthday party, we flew in her friends from around the country, put them up in hotels, and we had a DJ there, and the whole party probably cost us close to $7,000, and it was all in our credit cards. That was never a question in my mind that we couldn't live that way. It never occurred to me to budget or to say, you know, how much does that cost? I decided one day that the boys needed to learn how to play piano. We couldn't afford a piano, but we bought one, and nobody ever took music lessons. And I sold it about a year later for $50. When you're not having fun in your marriage, let's go out and buy something really nice and it'll make you feel better. We went out and leased a, a 94 Honda Accord, a $17,000 car that we couldn't afford. There's several ways that I've sort of cleaned up my money act. I was able to talk to a financial planner. You have to look this in the face and you have to say, this is what I'm taking in, this is what's going out, and this is what I have left over. Right now, I'm completely on top of my bills. I don't get racked up with, with late payments. When I'm in the negative, I actually write in red pen, so it glares at me and says, you cannot write any more checks. I think that things are better now that I've had an honest discussion with my kids about what our money situation is. Hey, we can't afford, um, you know, a $150 pair of sneakers. They understood that. I was being dishonest with myself about the money. So how were they to know? Money had always been such a scary thing. I didn't want to deal with it. And what do kids do when they're scared? They don't want to deal with it. They want to hide under the covers. And basically, that's what I had been doing with money for a long time. But now I've like thrown the curtains open and put some light on it. I will never be afraid to look at my checkbook again. It gives me a sense of sort of well-being. Now, when we saw Tracy's story, she said now she's more honest with her children about what they can and cannot afford. And how did that happen? I think it's not... This is after you went to some counseling, correct? Right. I went to a financial planner and sort of tried to get a budget together and figured out that my present really was horrible, but my future looked okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, I think just in talking to the boys, just, you know, kind of reminding them that we are always on a budget, that we can't afford things, um, that that's sort of kind of seeped into their head now that, you know, we can't afford those $150 sneakers, that they'll actually look for the sale prices on sneakers and or other things that they need. Or they'll just say, you know, Mom, I don't need that right now. We can wait. All right. These people all want to, they bought a home. They want to buy a home. That's one of their dreams. Mm -hmm. How do you feel now differently renting when you, when you owned and you couldn't afford it? You know, when you rent, if something goes wrong, you can call the landlord and say, you know, this is broken or something like that. I don't have to worry about, you know, the homeowners association that would affect what I would pay out every month. Because you know what I loved about watching you as you were watching the piece, and what I was doing is every time the piece was playing, I was watching you watch the pieces. You looked so light. You looked so happy. And you look happy having yeah. lost it all because sometimes by losing it all, you find yourself. When you tell your kids you can't afford it, that's also not a right message to put to them because that makes them afraid and they're hearing the word, I can't, I can't. I'd rather hear you say, we are choosing not to buy this now because this is not a wise use of the money okay. we have. And that is the truth. But when you tell them they can't, 
they end up thinking they never ever will and that they're being restricted rather than it's a choice. So you never want to feel like you or others are being controlled because you can't. You want to be in control because you want to and you can. Well, and I've developed savings accounts for them and they have to put money away every month and, and that whole thing. And when I talk to them about what they want and I say, can you afford that now? Can we go to the bank right now and pull it out? And then what would you have left over if we did? So I think they've, in getting them that bank account, I think that's helped them understand sort of the dynamics of money and not just go to the machine and get it out because the machine will give you money. Yes. According to Time Magazine, nearly half of all families did not save one penny last year. Not one penny. Okay. You were saying, we were saying during commercial break, we're going to always have this problem. I'm afraid we're going to because here is the mentality that seems to happen. You're always going to be able to work for a job and a paycheck. You're never going to have to retire. You'll always have enough money to pay for whatever you want and that nothing could ever happen to you. May that be so, may that be so, may that be so. But if it's not so, what have you done today truthfully to protect your tomorrows? Do you have at least eight months of a savings account put aside emergency fund? Most of you don't. Do you have your cars owned outright? Her face is priceless. She just went eight. <laughs> what, sweetheart? It She's used to be three months. Now it's yes. eight. And now it's eight. Because of the economy, what you see happening, it, it used is to be 20,000 down. Now it's 40. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's eight. Just a, just a fact that you should know, this okay. year, 1.3 million people who were retired are now going back to work. Aww. They never thought they were going to have to. 1.3 million people have had to go back to work because they didn't have enough money to last them. Now, when you look at the age span, you will spend more years actually speaking out of retirement than you ever did working since your lifespan goes to about 90 years of age. So your money has to last longer than it ever did before. And here is a fact that you need to know. You know, when Social Security first came about, the average life expectancy was 62. They never expected you to live long enough to collect Social Security oh. at 65. Oh. Do you understand okay. that? And now you're living 20 and 30 years past that, and your money isn't going to last you if you don't make your money work really hard for you. So I know you want all these things and you feel you've worked hard. You have. But the goal is here to get your money to work harder for you when you can't work for it anymore. So when you think about having this little thing, when you think about having that, I want you to think about what it's really costing you. If you took your $25,000 and you did nothing more but put it in an account, and let's say over the next 20 years you can manage to get it to earn 8%, you'd have $115,000. In 40 years, you'd have $555,000. So that is what it will really cost you in future money to do what you want to do today. For one day. For one day. For one day. I want to thank Susie again, and thanks to all my guests for sharing your stories. Tracy and Paul, Jennifer and Mason, uh, Lavina and Tracy, thank you so much. Why are we in such denial? We're just in de Why is everybody in denial? I don't know. Sometimes I think it's our genetic code. It's our genetic code. <laughs> denial. Thanks, everybody. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. 
If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah show, The Podcast. And I thank you for listening. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. I won't let my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis symptoms define me. Emerge as you. In two clinical studies, Trimphia guselkumab, taken by injection, provided 90% clear skin at 16 weeks in 7 out of 10 adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. In a study, nearly 7 out of 10 patients with 90% clear skin at 16 weeks were still clearer at 5 years. At one year and thereafter, patients and healthcare providers knew that Trimphia was being used. This may have increased results. Results may vary. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Trimphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at Tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Tremphia.